Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Success Insight podcast. Our guest today is Teresa Julian. Teresa is the author of The Joke Machine, a nonfiction book which teaches children 8 to 12 how to be funny. The book explains how to use comparison, exaggeration, literalness, and other basic tenets of English to punch up an ordinary sentence into something funnier. Teresa has also written a tween TV pilot and two feature-length screenplays, which all won multiple awards in national writing competitions. Now, I can vaguely remember when I was somewhere around the ages of 8 to 12, my parents, my grandparents, my teachers would say, Howard, are you trying to be funny? And that was usually before it was go to your room. So, Teresa Julian, welcome to the Success Insight Podcast. And tell us, how did you come to write this book, The Joke Machine? And why is it important for children ages 8 to 12 to learn how to be funny? Well, first, thank you, Howard, for inviting me onto the show. I'm very happy to be here. I came to write The Joke Machine. It wasn't a straight path to, to this book. It was kind of a long and winding road. I was a writer all of my life. M- most of my career, I wrote business documents for a large corporation, but I always wrote fiction on the side. And what I, what I love to do is write stories. And I was writing for ages 8 to 12, and my fiction was pretty good, but but wasn't quite good enough. I wasn't selling anything. And I thought, if I could make my fiction funnier, I bet it would sell, and I bet kids would, would really eat it up. So I started studying humor, and, and I just, just because I wanted to be funny myself, and I read a number of adult books on humor and stand-up comedy and improv, and, and I kind of got the basic idea down. And then I started collecting funny quotes because I just, I love words. I'm a word loving nerd and, and that's just who I am. Sure. And, and so I just kept collecting quotes and I kept putting them in different categories and, and trying to figure out for myself, like what makes this funny. And I had different categories like, well, all these quotes use comparison. They compare one thing to something like off the wall, or they contrast two totally different things or they use irony, or they use literalness, or and, and I kind of put them into different categories. And then when I was finished, I had this giant Word document, and I said, you know what, this is like really good information. And I decided to write it into a book, and I said, why don't I just write it for my, the age group that I'm writing for? And so that's how the joke machine was born. So this is just kind of happenstance. You're just collecting these quotes. You're trying to to study the art of jokes and how to be funny. I'm I'm curious why you felt the need to want to be funnier or want to learn about this topic. I mean, is there something that really kind of compelled you to that? I always wanted to be funnier. And I was not funny when I was younger. I was never the class clown. I was very shy. I was always a skinny little girl in the corner that never said anything. And I, I just always wanted to be funnier. So I first attempted to be funny through writing because it was just like a safer way to do it. And I just was a little bit surprised that once I got the concept sound, which by the way, it is something you can learn. It's not something you have to be born with. 
started practicing it. And I was like, wow, I could be funny on paper. And I, I just kept practicing it and practicing it until I just really got pretty good at it. And actually, now I'm writing my second book for Macmillan on humor. So I'm getting it down. You're getting it down. Well, you know, I remember vaguely, it's been a number of years, we won't have to share how many, but when my parents, grandparents, teachers would say, Howard, are you trying to be funny? That was always the predecessor for being sent to the principal's office, to the back of the room, or into my bedroom without dessert or dinner. So that was not a good thing. But in this case, you're teaching children who are the age of 8 to 12. That's still relatively young. How do you begin to teach them how to be funny, but also why it's important to be funny? Because I would think there's a time to be serious, there's a time to be funny, and it's important as as kids are growing up to know when and when not to use humor. And so I'm curious where this comes into the life of the child and how do they begin to explore the idea of being funny? That's a great question, Howard. Thank you. We only have positive humor in this book. There's not one single joke that makes fun of another person in the book. And in fact, we have a page on sarcasm and we call that out as being something not cool. It's something that you shouldn't do. So it looks at humor from a super positive point of view. And what what I think is so great about humor is it cuts through all barriers, socioeconomic, gender, everything. You connect with someone you laugh with. It's hard to be mad at someone that you're laughing with. And it's something that everyone wants to do, and it just kind of connects us and bonds us. So I think humor is great. And also, what's good about this book, like, I, like you were mentioning, humor can be used in a not positive way. Go to your room, Howard. But it could in this book, it's a super positive way because it really teaches children to express themselves more creatively because that's what humor is. It's not saying something in a plain vanilla way. It's saying something in a much more creative way. And in that way, it's a really positive thing to add to children's life. And and it's not a way of making fun of each other and, and putting someone else down. This morning, I was having a meeting, you know, get together, a cup of coffee with a gentleman who used to work for Second City. You mentioned improv before. And so I Perhaps you've heard of Second City here in Chicago. And he was a part of the organization and was in a leadership role. And from a personality perspective, he was, I would say, introverted. Not not what I would say high energy, center of attention kind of personality, but one who's very thoughtful, thinks before he speaks. And, And that personality would probably be just be used to describe me as well. And I'm, I'm thinking as I'm listening to you chat about the book that understanding humor and how to use it, how to understand, how to understand the various types of humor, surprise, contrast, comparison, exaggeration, et cetera, this could be very good for young kids as they begin to learn their personalities and Perhaps they are on the shy side or the introverted side or afraid to speak up. This could be a good 
way for them to learn to get involved in the conversation? I think so. I try to make it as fun as possible. Like I, I show them how to play with words and create puns and even like make up their own words. And I, I really think it would be a great tool for a shy kid. It doesn't have to be the class clown reading this book. I, I don't know if you remember that song. What was it from? That movie where, oh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It's a great way, word to say when you have nothing else to say. Right. This is kind of like that. We give you, you know, we suggest ways to respond to someone if you have nothing else to say. So in, in that way, I do think it would be great for a shy child. Excellent. You just said something also that, that just struck a, a chord. You have the book. I can go buy it on Amazon and other sites. How are you introducing this book into the mainstream beyond the bookstore? Because I'm thinking, I can imagine you're going into schools or community centers, churches, anywhere where there's a gap, libraries, anywhere where there's a gathering of children to teach them about humor. And maybe I might have missed something in your in your bio, but that seems a logical next step for this kind of work. It is a logical next step. I haven't done that yet because the book only came out about two months ago and I'm busy writing the second book. <laughs> so I haven't been doing much promotion. I've been following it on Amazon and it really is selling well but I haven't been promoting it, but I'm super excited for the day when I have the time to do that because I would love to go into the schools and show kids what they can do, like how they can express themselves more creatively because that really is a passion of mine. As you're saying this, I'm thinking, oh my God, this is just the coach in me, the consultant in me says, why wait? I mean, I and I, I please share about what the second book is about too, but I would love to, to introduce you to some of the other guests we've had on the podcast. We had Christine Calabrese, who wrote a book on how to teach little kids how to hold a pencil. And her next book is How to Hold a Pair of Scissors. And so she's used to teaching kids inside of a classroom. And I would just encourage you, those conversations about getting how to get into the classroom with this kind of work, let's get that second book done <laughs> as quickly as you can, because there's this great opportunity here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm really excited. Yes. I, that it, that's on my agenda as soon as the second book is done. Excellent. So tell us, can you share a little bit about what the second book is going to be about? Sure. So the second book is called The Prank Machine. It's the second in the series and it's about pranking your friends, but it's more, it has a real heavy slant toward physical humor so you know what I mean when I say physical humor, like tripping, making funny faces, like making people laugh with your body. Right. And so we have different chapters, like one on funny faces, like pranking using funny faces. One is pranking by pretending you're tripping. One is pranking with noises and wiggling your arms. And so it's, it's more on physical humor. Sure. When you were writing The Joke Machine and perhaps even in preparing for this new book, The Prank Machine... Are you testing out the, this material? I know you had mentioned you, you know, over the course of time, you would collect jokes wherever you found them. You'd organize them again, like in surprise, contrast, understatements, being literal, things like that. Had you then taken any of that material and, and tested it out in front of an audience? 
I tested it out in front of my kids. Okay. <laughs> and actually, they're a tough group. <laughs> no, I, I didn't test it out in front in front of little ones. I did not. Okay. 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 Well, I, I know your, your your son was helping you with the audio, so I uh, maybe we we should get him on and ask him. You know, what do you think of mom's jokes here? And we don't. I'm not going to put you on the spot for that, but just, just I'm just curious about that. And the same thing with the prank machine. Are you? Is it just testing it out with family and friends? And yes, family and friends. Yeah. And did the did the research for the prank machine? How did you conduct that research to be able to come up with enough content and classifications of pranks? Yeah, I'm just I'm just combing everything I can. All the current prank books, YouTube. There, there's tons of information on pranks for all flavors of pranks, and I'm just kind of taking concepts that I've seen or some I'm just creating and I'm putting it all into my own words with my own flavor. Fantastic. I'm curious, Teresa, as you have now taken both of taken the joke machine, you're working on second book and you'd worked on the TV pilot and two screenplays and obviously you've won some awards. So that's no small feat as, as well. What are you learning about yourself when it comes to writing now in, in a genre that's a, perhaps a little bit different than what you were originally set out to do, what are you, what are you learning about yourself? I'm learning that I love what I'm doing because it's so much fun. It is so much fun to create humor and laugh. It's just, I just laugh all day. I first started out writing for adults and it was just, it was so much work. <laughs> it was such a chore. It wasn't fun. I've been a writer all my life and I, and I liked writing and I liked creating the stories, but it was more of a chore, whereas now it's a lot more fun. And, and building a joke is really like putting together a puzzle, you know, with like teeny little pieces, like putting the word here and then mixing the words up and then putting this part at the beginning of the sentence and that and getting always getting the punchline at the end. And it's just like someone who loves to do puzzles, does puzzles all day. And I like to create jokes and create humor. So that's what I do all day. And it's just fun. And I love it. Wow. And that's actually a wonderful analogy of how you write the joke and just like a puzzle. I love that. When you're in line at at Starbucks or the local grocery store, it's taking forever and you start having a conversation and somebody says, so what do you do? What do you tell them? I just tell them I write children's books. It's just such a long story because if, if I tell them I write, like I just wrote a joke book, they'd be like, you? Like, <laughs> I don't look like that type. And it just surprises people. I just tell them I write children's books. Okay. Okay. And I do apologize in advance. I'm not prodding you to make your way into a classroom or a workshop, though I think it's something you should be on your plate after Prank Machine is done. But where do you see yourself going in the future with this very successful writing now under your belt and with the joke machine and with the new book prank machine, where do you see yourself going next? Well, I'm hoping that Macmillan would like to develop this into a series of books. I'm hoping, I mean, but there's nothing. Fingers crossed. Our fingers are crossed. Fingers crossed for that. Yeah. And I would love to go into classrooms across the country. I, I would just love to, and I think it would be so much fun. And I think I could be entertaining and also extremely educational. And these are fabulous English lessons here. I know teachers are struggling how to 
teach comparison and contrast and all these English rules. I mean, I talk about homonyms and homophones and everything that they're already learning. And I do it in a super fun way. I would be so excited to go into the schools. Very good. Very good. Well, we wish you much success in that endeavor as well. And if there's anything we can do to support you, we're, we're here to do that. We want to be able to do that for you. Teresa, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to join us on the Success Insight podcast. If our listeners would like to learn more about you and your work, pick up copies of the book, where's the best place for them to do that? They can visit my website, which is teresajulian.com. And, and they're all on my website are links to different places you could buy the book. You could also just go into Google and type in the joke machine, Teresa Julian, and it'll pop up right away. Fantastic. Well, we will definitely put the links to your website on our show notes, as well as at least one of the links back to Amazon. So folks can learn more about you and your work and pick up a copy of the book. Teresa, thank you again. This was a very interesting conversation. And I'm actually interested in in picking up the book myself because I think it's always good to have a couple of jokes in your back pocket. And and I will truly appreciate that when my parents used to say, go to your room or are you trying to be funny? I can probably say, well, yes, I am. So <laughs> thank proudly, you again. Proudly say, yes, I am. <laughs> there you have it, folks. We have just been chatting with Teresa Julian. Teresa is the author of The Joke Machine, a nonfiction book, which teaches children ages 8 to 12 how to be funny. And as we just shared, we're going to put a link back to Teresa's website, which is teresajulian.com. Onto our show notes, we'll also have a link back to Amazon where you can pick up a copy of the book. And Teresa also has a page on Facebook and we'll provide a link there as well. So hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And, you know, it was really interesting, probably in an undercurrent to the story with Teresa is she's always been a writer. She set out to create works that people enjoy and writing for adults, perhaps wasn't the future for her. And whether it's a second act or a third act, she's now creating a whole new genre here of helping young children how to tell jokes and in the future how to do some pranks and who knows what other books are going to be in Teresa's future. So we certainly appreciate her being on the podcast to share that with us. And as we say every day for every podcast, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there and have a phenomenal day. We'll see you on the next episode of Success Insight Podcast. Take care. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.